What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Every Adrian Brody Movie in Chronological Order podcast, aka BrodyCast. It's your boy Spencer, and I'm here with your two other boys, Greg and Adam. Say what's up, please. I'm a boy. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> I feel like every time my intro gets worse, it's progressively, regressively worse or better. I'm gonna go with worse, but or I worse. appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Worse. Sorry, I was just trying to be positive. Thanks. That's that's very that's very nice of you. Yeah. Well, today we watched 1999's Oxygen. It's a a cat and mouse game uh, between <laughs> a cop and a murderer who are a masochist and a sadomasochist, respectively. Um, and it's a race against the clock as they try to, or as the cop tries to ferret out the location of a buried rich woman um, from Adrian Brody, who is sort of the reincarnation of harry houdini or so he would like to think as a serial killer as a serial killer and boy is this a doozy wait two questions is ferret a verb and yeah to like to ferret out like oh. to take I, I think i've heard that i say that also and did animal. you say why the movie's called oxygen yeah because she's running out of air because she's buried alive i didn't okay. say that but now i did okay. she's she's running out of, she was buried alive they got to find the location of where she's buried right yeah meanwhile brody's in police custody for most of the movie dude he planned it all along yeah, yeah. He, like loki yeah like loki yeah. or the joker well, yeah that's there, there's a lot of those movies i feel yeah. like ever yeah. since the dark knight is it, yeah. it was all the part of the villain's plan to be captured yeah is so he sets up an elaborate uh elaborate scheme to to basically fool the police and and get his rocks off all the while yeah that's that's a good description thanks spencer mm-hmm. good job thanks yeah. are you guys just being positive or you really mean that no it was good I'd tell you if it was bad. Okay, yeah. thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a real good movie. Well, uh, it wasn't a good movie, on. but yeah, Adrian yeah, yeah. was Wait. dope in it. Well, well, go like over go. I, I didn't totally mean that. I meant Adrian was awesome in it. He was the main character. Well, yeah, he sh- he shared the screen with the, the female cop detective. I'm forgetting her name. But Moore, Foster. Oh, the the character of the uh, Detective actress. Foster. Yeah, what was the actress? Maura Tierney. Yeah, she's in some things. She's in ER. The the affair. The affair. Yeah, uh, she was also very good. I thought actually she was okay. Um, I know. I'm, <laughs> you I know. you got your thoughts together here? Not really. <laughs> All right, my final thought. Brody kicked some serious ass. He played a serial killer. With, yeah, yeah. Why are you shaking your head? Was what? he a serial killer though? I mean. We saw at least one death in the movie and one one attempted attempted. Well, three overall three attempted deaths and one successful. Does that make you a serial killer though? No, I think serial killer you need to kill like seven. Is that the like? Is there like an actual definition? Yeah, I think there's a number. What makes you serial killer? Are you just a regular well, run of the mill killer? Know. Yeah. Huh. There's a number associated with serial killing yeah okay but you think that was his first one it seems so easy to him so you think that was the first person he killed i don't know i mean they, they leave that up in the air i mean you know you, you never really find out about his backstory you never even find his real name so yeah. they, they leave up in the air really what his background is and if he's done this before yeah agreed so oh, it's time for my oh keep going oh no yeah what, just, are, what are your thoughts yeah on this? sure oh i i um I think it was great seeing Brody in this type of role. I mean, we've we've never seen him be a villain. We've seen him mostly as a sometimes like a sort of pseudo comedic character, but mostly as like a dramatic character with a few layers. This character was pretty one note. 
But he did a good job, and it was in uh, taking into consideration his whole filmography. It was very unique mm. to what we've seen before, um, and uh, I enjoyed the role. As for the movie overall, I mean, the movie was okay. I, there were I, I, there were a lot of things that just there was no point. Um, yeah, there was like a a car a car crash or a a, a car chase <laughs> that was sort of unnecessary between the the, the main character, more tyranny, and, and Brody. Um, and she has, as Spencer said, she's a, uh, a masochist. Um, she likes to be, well, she likes to be hurt and it gives her pleasure. Yeah. Masochist. Yeah. So she's a masochist <laughs> and, um, it just seemed unnecessary. I didn't, I didn't really understand it, The point was that, so that she related to him, to Adrian Brody. Yeah. And, uh, that was a little, you know, I, it just, it, it was a little forced. It didn't really have a point. Ham fisted. Yeah, ham fisted. And Adrian Brody's character, they really want you to think he's like the smartest person ever um, so that they can get the big twist at the end where the person is buried right behind the prison, the Poughkeepsie police station. Yeah. Um, but like... it, but it, it doesn't make sense how he got there in the first place, like how far that police station is from helicopters. Uh, Heli- there yeah. are there are a lot of helicopters in this movie. I would that, not be surprised. Yeah. That's the other thing about this movie in general. It's 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 an expensive movie. I mean, the, there's just most of it just isn't that expensive. But there's a car chase through not Midtown Manhattan, but no, like it, you know Manhattan in the Midtown. 30s. Yeah. No, it's Grand Central. It's Grand Med Central. Life, yeah. And there's a lot of helicopters. Oh yeah. Uh, there's at least five or six times yeah. something's being shot from a helicopter, and it's not it's not really necessary. At not, all, not in the slightest. Can, you yeah, can just like, get on. You can get on the roof of a building and just shoot like you know uh, a pan left and right, and you'll yeah. be fine getting what they needed for those establishing shots. It looks a little bit choppy. It and, it and didn't seem it. like they they really budgeted appropriately for some of that stuff because it was like most of it takes place like in interiors, which you know I mean yeah. like not aren't cheap, but it's definitely not like shooting a fucking car chase through Midtown Manhattan. It, which really did, like Greg said, served basically no purpose. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could have achieved a similar car chase somewhere in New Jersey, probably for a quarter of the price, and it wouldn't have mattered at all. Because, like, the point at the end is that, oh yeah, Brody gets captured, and the the like the fact that they were driving or driving down Park Avenue or whatever, like, didn't it didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like the whole point, though, his whole plan was to get captured anyway, so they kind of drew it out into this much bigger thing than it needed to yeah, be. Yeah, it didn't need to be like that. Right. And I don't know. That was just to trick the audience. It wasn't even to, to yeah, trick exactly. the, yeah. you know, those people. Like, he could have just smashed his car in the, the cemetery. Yeah. And then he been. was caught, and he got his plan. I, mean, <laughs> I think they needed to, they needed an extra, like, 10 minutes or something to, to make this. Because it was, I mean, it was a, it probably wasn't even 90 minutes. I mean, it was probably mm-hmm. 85 with the credits, maybe 90. No, it was an hour 32. Really? 92, yeah. So 87 with five minutes of credits? (laughs) Sure. But then probably three or four minutes of that was the car chase that was unnecessary and all that sort of stuff. A little off topic. Speaking of the opening credits, they they enlarge. It's like casting by blah, blah. And it's coming closer to you and it's in this yellow font on a a yellow typeface on a black background. And the last name was super big and the... The first name is super small, and it, it, it really bothered me. I don't know why. That sweet, sweet scale effect. But I knew it was going to be cheap. 
<laughs> from the first, from the first, well, from the, the well, opening credits, I knew the movie was going to be pretty cheap. Funnily enough, the movie seemed like it was like, I mean, like we said, it's unnecessarily expensive. Yeah, but from what I can understand from like box, I was just looking up at like box office mojo and shit like that. And I don't know if these numbers are accurate, but, and you know, I'm going to maybe undercut what I'm about to say by the first word. Wikipedia says that this movie made $3,088 in theaters domestically. How which, many theaters was did it, it released? Did it say the budget? It, it did not say the budget. Oh. And that was what I was really interested in. I, I mean, it, it has to be at least a couple million, right? Like, in order to shoot... I mean, you got some big-time actors. You got... Well, I mean... Some big-time... Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you got not small-time actors. Right, yeah. Sure. Okay. Maybe, no, maybe medium-time. There are people that are known. The Irvin Burrell probably was doing... Not Irvin Burrell is not actually his name. That's his character in The Wire's name. Yeah, but we, he was in it, and like he's like a known quantity. Kind Dylan of, Baker. Yeah, one. he had like a relatively pointless scene with, oh, where he yeah. just like monologued about how New York's governor was a, basically a little bitch because he decided to kill um murderers and people sentenced to death row with uh, yeah. lethal injection instead of by firing squad yeah he had yeah. one scene yeah, yeah which like served no purpose that did not have to be in there it was just it then, was, yeah right. it was a stupid monologue and then brody goes that was a stupid monologue. god that was a stupid monologue <laughs> yeah. and it was two minutes extra so this really they were just adding as much as they could to get it yeah. like to resemble a 90 minute movie yeah. there's one other person terry kenny was in it who apparently was one of the wardens in oz mm. Uh, so some people may know him from that, and he plays uh, Mora, uh, Mora's husband, and also oh, the head of the police oh, department. Yeah. I thought he was like the partner guy, the no. the guy no. that yeah yeah. Um. So let's go to the Brody timestamp, aka the Brode Code. Ooh. Which you want to? I have. Well, it was a little. I maybe we have two here because. I have 156 for when his face is in focus. Ah, okay, <laughs> okay. But then uh, there's like, I guess his face is out of focus, starting at like 148. Yeah, let's there say. are a couple. There are a couple mm-hmm. seconds of of blurred yeah, out, like blurred a, out, like road. real blurred out broad, and then it finally comes into focus at 156. Yeah. Once again, right away, we're on a streak right yeah. now. Woo! And he broad's looking good too in that sweltering New York heat. Mm-hmm. He's got the he's got the shirt on. Husker do. Yeah, Oscar do T-shirt. You got <laughs> got that hair. The hair was on point. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, really. This week, uh, noticeably, he has braces. Yeah, which is a plot point. It's true. That it was a kind of a hilarious plot point. Super like the, lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, the like inevitable reveal is that um, after some some soul searching at a bar, the uh, lead detective's husband, who is like the captain of the police force has an epiphany after this completely nonsensical story that a bar bartender tells him and he's like oh i know how we can identify this guy harry houdini we can use his braces because what 25 year old has braces Mm -hmm. so let's call every single orthodontist's office in new york city in all five boroughs to find out where they are and they go to this orthodontist's office and the orthodontist is just a real real cantankerous sort of guy he's, he's a wise ass he's he's like oh well you do you have any records you know where he is he's like no i don't have any records of course i have records and <laughs> yeah you think i'm a liar yeah yeah that was it was really stupid yeah yes that was a very stupid part of the movie and the uh the braces also come into play because he takes out the wire uh in between them very early from when he's been arrested and he, he breaks out of his handcuffs 
So they kind of come in twice. Yeah. Well, so that, actually, I want to ask a question about Batman. Sounds like you can go first. Well, so he takes he easily takes off the wire of his top braces to you know pick the the handcuff lock, but earlier to show that he can. Yeah, to show that I said that didn't really get anywhere. They like immediately see him and they put him in new handcuffs and they're they didn't you know give him a new wire, but. He, like, so effortlessly took that wire out. Meanwhile, with his tongue, it looked like. Meanwhile, earlier, he's shown eating an apple. And both Spencer and I are talking about, oh, like, eating an apple with braces is terrible because it oh, just gets God. all up in the in the wire. You're going to have some chunks. Yeah, so he ate this apple without any difficulty, yet he just seamlessly took this wire out of his braces. And I've never Doesn't had, make any sense. I've never had braces, so I didn't quite understand that that, that was such a – a bother braces, think- braces are agony <laughs> <laughs> i i had braces for too long and i thought that just like i started to cringe just thinking about like oh god just biting into that apple and you just have like just stuff that's just yeah. you got to pick out of your teeth and it just is it hurts i don't know but i'll the, tell the, you spencer you, you your orthodontist did a fantastic job you well, got thanks you i gotta, had them in for like you, six years so they better, <laughs> they better have done you right. got a great smile oh that's a great pair of pearly whites that's sweet yeah. But they're so coffee-stained now that I, I don't even know what pearly white means. You're lucky you can't see us on the pod. Yeah. We're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> We're terrifying. All I know that our voices are so beautiful. But sultry. Yeah. Oh, God. Nice. Well, you were going to make well, a point the earlier, thing, Spencer. The right? thing that I was curious about, so he presumably, so he takes the he takes that braces wire out, mm-hmm. and that's how he gets out of the, the handcuff thing initially, the, the handcuffs initially. But then... When he after his like master plan has started to kind of come together and he's got he's convinced the police to close the two way mirror and turn off the microphone so that it's just him and this other the cop that the lead cop yeah more and they're, yeah they're in in this interrogation room by themselves presumably Brody in the time that they put those new handcuffs on has somehow slipped this wire underneath his fingernail I think he's had it right? the whole time yeah I think it's a different wire. Oh, yeah. okay. Because I was going to say, like, how did he do that? What, like, what? Okay, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Thank you. That that it does it. That was the question, <laughs> that, and it's been answered. Yeah. All right. Also, I didn't realize it was so Occam's razor. easy yeah. to pick, like, police handcuffs. I know there are... Dude, some... haven't you seen movies before? Obviously. I don't well, know. I mean, but, the, I mean, I think that whenever... And I'm not a, I'm not a magician. Let me say that. <laughs> but I think that whenever, you know, magicians, they're actually handcuffs that they're doing. The escape artists are actually I, using. I guess. I, I think so. Like, they're all the same handcuffs. They're the best handcuffs you can get. I'll have to do a little bit are more they? research into this. I think so. You think they, they cut costs on handcuffs? Who? I don't know. Big police or whatever. Do I think they do? Yeah. No. No? Do you think they, they buy the best handcuffs money can buy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They buy the best handcuffs and the, and the cheapest guns. <laughs> anyway, did, <laughs> did we explain what his master plan was i feel like we've kind of been talking about Whoa. it but we haven't really said it you can give it a quick start. i think we yeah. said it a little bit in bits and pieces yeah so he essentially wants to get alone in a room with a cop he like he doesn't know which cop is going to be beforehand but it just happens to be our, the main character and uh he want he's going to pick his lock with this thing that he kept underneath his nail and then escape through the ceiling of the interrogation room with the cop. <laughs> this, the air ver- this very the air high, yeah. high ceiling as Which, well. This you know, is like we, a 12, 14-foot yeah, ceiling. We didn't see him actually lifting the body. Like So he, he then 
somehow knocks the cop unconscious. I don't really know. Yeah, how he did that. Yeah, they they kind of wave their hands at that. They're just like, yeah. oh, there's the hole in the ceiling where they yeah. escaped. Then he brings the cop to where the other woman was buried alive, in the deep, the deep woods behind the, the police department, the Poughkeepsie Police Station. Poughkeepsie. Yeah. Yeah. And he is going to bury her in that same box with the supposedly dead woman. But turns out she's not dead. Surprise. She, she knocks Brody out with a flashlight. And Greg, Greg had the call of the century, too. She was like, oh, she's she's not going to be awake. She's going to hit him right in the face with the flashlight. And yeah. literally two seconds later, yeah. she's like, ah! I'm, I'm on a streak. I got that one this week. And I had the, the woman was in love with with the Brody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. You called oh, that yeah. one, too. I'm ready. That was more impressive, though. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I mean, they, yeah, this was sort of like the Chekhov's gun thing. Yeah, right? we saw Where the flashlight right, right in the, the first act. Yeah. Flashlight that you see in the first, yeah, first yeah. act. Has so to go, go ahead. Off. Yeah, oh, and then Brody is like, ah, bury me alive, do it. And then she shoots him instead. Well, first she's just kicking dirt at him, and he's, yeah. he's, he's, he loves he's, it. Yeah, loving, oh, that's great. Like, oh, he's kick like it getting at off on it. It's going to take her forever. Um, but I the, think the one that, can I, I want to say one thing, just as far as his master plan goes, one part that doesn't make sense, is when he's in the prison or sorry when he's in the interrogation room they keep cutting to his boots and his boots have yellow paint on it you're like well i don't understand and then right before he escapes and gets into the one-on-one with more tyranny's character they just show the wall and there's uh, there's wet paint there's wet yellow paint on the wall so they kind of just left this rundown interrogation room half painted which apparently he'd broken in there to use yellow paint to paint some of the walls because he may or may not have been a janitor or somebody who worked there. I, that is never clear one way or the yeah, other. I think you're supposed to take that he worked there but, as but, a painter, but he, that's not clear. Right, and, and it doesn't make sense why you would just leave a interrogation room quarter painted. Like, like you, I, I feel like a poli- you don't want a police department. You don't want anything to look shabby. Well, and what like, fucking police department paints their interrogation room walls canary yellow? Well, yeah, what that the too. fuck? That too. It didn't. It did. That part didn't of many things. That didn't make any sense. No. And like that, they kept showing his his boots, and we're like, why do they keep showing his boots? And then the reveal just doesn't make sense, and it's like it's a waste of it was a waste of a reveal. Yeah, well, and it's, it's like it's, you're working in that close quartered place with all of those police officers and they're all fucking looking for you later how the fuck does no one realize that oh yeah that guy was in the office last week painting like yeah. the guy he, with the braces yeah the guy with the remember the 24 five year old guy that's kind of handsome and has braces yeah like yeah well my my issue with it was that i mean and i agree with all those other things as well but but so they they always show the boots with the yellow paint and I was hoping that when they finally revealed what it was, we'd be able to like go back, like, oh, that's what that meant, like mm. to be able to piece things together. But not a, they just revealed the paint like a minute before. Yeah, you're giving them too much credit. Yeah, it was it was a little disappointing. Like they, even if they'd said early on, like, why is there paint in here? Yeah. Why is somebody painting the interrogation room? It's so hot. Yeah. Like then at least then at least you could have like you know connected. And you just see like the back of him, just like painting, yeah. like kid, get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like at least that would have been you know some semblance of yeah, that. This is going to be important. Later. We got nothing. Uh, let's move on to Brody, just as an actor in this role in specifically. This, yes, sorry. Yes, because goddamn, <laughs> like I mean, Greg, Greg kind of hit the nail on the head earlier, but I just want to echo those sentiments that like this was such a fun, echo away. 
Echo. <laughs> Echo. Ah, sorry. Uh, this was such a fun role for me to watch Brody in because, like Greg said, I mean, most of these he's been, you know, relegated to the humorous sidekick type guy or like the sort of over dramatic um, lead in, you know, a, a very tense type of movie. And this one sort of you got to combine the humorous aspects from some of his earlier roles, but then he also gets to take on like a new type of dramatic character, which, you know, he hasn't played a bad guy yet. And this one, like he's, he's kind of funny in like a dry, like sort of sarcastic type of way. And it's just sweet to see him kind of just like fuck with people the whole time. He's got like this really smug look on his face, the whole movie. And it was, it was really satisfying to see the, to see bad boy Brode. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. All, he was really compelling as well. I didn't really know what his motive was until the which, which is a good thing, is for like a serial killer. I mean, he's just trying to confuse everyone around him. Yeah, he was like super charming in a psychopath kind of way. I he really showed his his acting chops here. I, yeah, I think he really he was the it. you know moving on to how he impacted the movie. He was the movie yeah. in my opinion. He was. His story was the only one. I, I mean, his was the A plot, but it was the only one I really cared about. I mean, it's the only one that was worth anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the side plot of, like, the troubled cop really didn't do anything for me. And, like, the sort of side side plot of her and her husband's relationship did mm-hmm. absolutely nothing for me. Yeah. So, I mean, thank God for Brody. Yeah, he I, – I agree with both of you guys. I mean, he was – the best part of this movie, and he was really the only reason that the, anybody would watch this movie. Um, other people, you know, they did an okay job, but the whole movie's really poorly written. Uh, as we've said about the plot, and just like the things the characters say, too, a lot of the times they're just pretty dumb. I didn't think Brody's role was poorly written. He, he didn't, but, but you don't know anything about his character at all. And that's sort of the point, but that's also lazy. Yeah. Like, like you, yes, you said, I, you said you don't know his motive and even at the end, you don't know his motive or his backstory. I mean, we can guess on the motive. He just wanted to be famous, right? Like that was sort of, the, I, I thought oh. that was what it was is because he wanted to be kind of like Houdini, who's like noted for his, you know, ability to escape and yeah. like fool people. And that's kind of, he's like, you imagine what the, the newspapers are going to think of this? Like, I'll call the cops in a week and blah, 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 blah. And it seemed like fame was his ultimate goal. But again, I probably am just interpreting. No, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, well, he wanted to be like Houdini, the killer version of Houdini. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would have been happy if there was like just a modicum of backstory. Like, yeah, whether even they go to his house after they speak with the orthodontist. And they could have found something there that was, you know, they found that box that was like, let me out, and which is an old toy that Goldberg said he remembered. And I, that was just like a dumb, you know, joke. Yeah. They could have had something in there like, you know, they could have found his dead mother, like Psycho or like, you know, they could have something done something. Meaningful. Yeah, something that, that said something about his character, which wouldn't have been, which wouldn't have had to do with Brody and his performance necessarily, but it would have had, it would have been better for his character to have some backstory. But yeah. I, again... Just going back to Brody, he's the reason to watch this movie. He did a great job. It's something we haven't seen him do before. Um, can I say one thing I didn't like about his performance? Yeah. Just one thing. When he was digging up um, <laughs> the woman who was buried. So he's he, he's digging up the woman who we buried like 24 hours ago. And he's going to throw in the uh, the detective that he's been working alongside. Um, he's he Brody cannot use a shovel. He, he, oh, yeah. He... 
he was worse at using this shovel than he was at uh, playing football. Oh. And last time I committed suicide, <laughs> Brody is just he's just getting just the tip, and he's doing <laughs> yeah. a little lift and tossing a little bit of dirt. He's got he's not putting his back into it. He's not putting his foot down. Um, I, listen, I'm not the best shoveler in the world, but that was bad. She yeah. more tyranny was more effective kicking the dirt at his chest <laughs> than he was with that shovel. Yeah, agreed. only complain about Brody's performance here. Agreed. I think that's a very valid complaint, though. You got it. You know, like it's it sort of takes you out of it a little bit. <laughs> it's just yeah. Like, what is he doing? Yeah, that's not, that's not how you shovel. <laughs> uh, so I'd love to compare Brody to. Uh, well, so it's Spencer and I just watched Split, in which James McAvoy. I was, I was gonna mention plays this too. a you know a deranged, you know, it's serial killers. That movie right was word. sweet. By yeah, the way. but here we have James McAvoy who hasn't really touched a character like that in his filmography well i don't know if we can say that i mean i, I guess we, I have, we haven't seen his entire so I haven't seen all yeah his I mean, that's true but <laughs> i mean it was a very unexpected perform like when you think of james mcavoy you don't think of serial killer killer and you think yeah, of maybe, when you yeah. when you think of brody you don't think of that either it's a very different role and they both just knocked it out of the park oh i i agree i haven't seen i haven't seen split actually but but i that, i was had a similar point but my question was going to be do you think brody would have been better than mcavoy in split oh like how yeah. like you know the kind of the opposite of the question we always ask were how did brody impact this film brody as mcavoy in split do you think he could have played that character because they're both kind of nice guys could I'm he have played the character better man that's really hard to say just because i feel like hmm i think I think just at purely as an actor, I think Brody is more than capable of taking that on. Mm-hmm. I think he could have he could have done a lot with that role that maybe McAvoy wouldn't have done. It would have been different. For it sure. would have been a very different performance. But I think that he would have been able to do it for mm-hmm. sure. And whether or not it'd be better than McAvoy, I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to say. But like, because the you know the split, the you see he's got oh he's got like twenty three personalities or whatever. You see seven or so, mm-hmm. and so I mean, but that's still seven distinct characters. Well, and that... seven distinct is also maybe a little bit up for <laughs> discussion as well because you know they sometimes do kind of run together. Like it's hard to tell uh, who's who bit. sometimes. Mm. And even I mean like that's one of the plot points though is that the psychiatrist can't tell who uh, we're getting too far. Afield. Okay, but <laughs> the yeah I think I think. Yes, Brody could have definitely knocked that, knocked that yeah, split roll out sure. of the park. Uh, you want to move into his line of the week? Hell yeah. I think, Greg, you wrote one down, right? I, I got a few. Um, should I just go through? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we already mentioned one earlier where uh, – what's what's that character's name? Um, who's giving the monologue? Oh, Dylan Baker. Dylan Baker, yeah. Dylan Baker. And the yeah, one scene um, he has, he gives this whole monologue about how, oh, the New York governor – he he made uh, um, mur- um, what is it? He what, made, lethal injection. Lethal, lethal injection, injection yeah. legal, and that that's so much more painful than if somebody got shot in the head. And then Brody, this takes like four minutes, and we're all like, "What the hell is going on?" And then Brody says, "God, that was a stupid monologue," which is very tongue in cheek, and like the writer knows what he's doing. Um, I like, but th- I like to think that that was ad libbed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brody's delivery was great. Yes, yeah. it was uh, in that one. Um, a couple others I liked when Brody's driving uh, in yeah, the the car the car chase. Um, more Tierney's kind of like he, he's so he's trying to escape from her, obviously, and he just goes crazy bitch. Yeah, and <laughs> his, his delivery bitch. was great there. Yes, that's gonna be a running theme in the rest of these two. Somebody said, oh, God, I wrote down. Somebody says to him, "Go to hell." 
I don't remember who it was, and he goes, "I will." It was. Yeah. I think it was. It, it was. What's more Tierney? Okay. Yeah. So it's three. <laughs> the last one is when Brody's um when right before Mora Tierney shoots him, uh, and he's in the coffin. He goes, "Bury me, baby," and he says it like a bunch of times. They keep doing all this this cutting between Mora and her foot kicking, and Brody saying, "Bury me, baby," and, and then like the woman writhing who, in ecstasy. Yeah, 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 and the woman uh who's who's just in her underwear, who's been in there for like three days. Um, those are those are the four I got. I would have yeah. Those were the yep. four that I was looking for as well. Um, I, I God, agree. that was a stupid monologue. It's probably my yeah. I, I think agree. that's the best one. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Just because it was exactly what we all were thinking, and it just that monologue makes no sense. Yeah, and also I was thinking what? like no way this monologue is gonna affect Brody's yeah. character at all. Like I he's mean, just doing like the typical FBI thing, trying to scare the perp. And well, but even then though, the FBI like he comes perp. in, the perp. he comes in and says nothing. And Brody is like, oh, I guess it's playtime's over, right? And, like, the the cop or the FBI agent just, like, you know, walks behind him. And then he just starts ranting. And it it really doesn't have any impact on anything before or after. Yeah. And there's just no reason why he's talking about it. I mean, it's yeah. not, like, a scary thing, really. I mean, he's trying to scare him, but it's not scary. I don't know. The FBI is useless in this movie. <laughs> yeah. They get brought in by yeah. uh, the woman who's kidnapped by her husband, who's super rich, and they do nothing. They they end up finding the dog, and they save the dog because they think that that's where uh, the kidnapped woman is buried. They save that good boy. Yeah, they save that good boy. He gets a little tussle oh, yeah. in the ear. He gets a little pat. Um, but that's it. <laughs> and they, they, they let her get... They let more tyranny get kidnapped. And it, however much time it took... Uh, Brody to take her up through the air vents and out into the forest. It must have taken hours. Yeah, <laughs> but they do not notice. They're like, "Huh? What?" <laughs> oh. the, the only way that they notice is because the cop who's been t- the her right. husband yeah. who has been taken off the case. Like all of the police officers have been taken off the case for the FBI to take over. They were investigating in the on the side. Adrian Brody and he ha- makes like a frantic phone call. And it's like, he planned it all along. They, you wanted to be in that room. And then he's like, oh, 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 my God. And he runs in there. And, of course, they're they're gone. But, like, it's still. You'd think that you would have heard something, you know, like the, the chairs clattering or whatever. Yeah. Like the, the, like he, the hole being bored into when the. He, when he leaped across the table, that must yeah. have made a whole bunch of noise. Yeah. You, you'd have to imagine. I mean, <laughs> you'd think anyway. All right. Uh, I'd like to move on to our definitive list. Hmm. This is going to be interesting because I can go first because personally I want to put this at number one because mm. <laughs> it was this role was so much fun. It was I I like just really enjoyed watching him be a bad guy. I think this is this is number one for me and until further notice. I it was too hilarious for him. I think and you could tell that I think he was having a really good time and was really enjoying doing this and i think i think it really shows two and three yeah two and three uh last time i committed suicide and we'll go with boy i cried boy who cried bitch just because it was switching things up little little uh creepy yeah Uh, i feel like boy who cried bitch was maybe a precursor to yeah to this one to to Mm. his acting chops here i think you're right uh this is for sure number one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Fox, who I 
did not come into this week thinking that we were about to watch a number one Brody movie. But here we are. Number one Brode. Uh, number two, I don't remember where I put restaurant. Is that going to be in the top for me? Should we say it as a... Uh, I can't answer that for you. Yeah, I really. Yeah. It's a personal decision. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say restaurant number two. The restaurant was good, too. Yeah, it was pretty good. But was it, it wasn't my number one last week. I don't know. I'm all over the place. Restaurant number two. Number three. Last time I committed suicide. I'm copying you. It's same. Number four solo. No. <laughs> Oxygen at one, restaurant at two, last time I committed suicide at three. That's a good list. Bottom three? Mm, fuck the bottom three. Yeah. <laughs> we already know what MBK. it is. Yeah. Natural Born Killers. What was that other movie that sucked? Undertaker's it? Wedding. Undertaker's Wedding. And what was that other one that sucked? There were so many. Just in the outfield. <laughs> You know, did we no, get Goldberg hates <laughs> Angels in the Outfield no, like I, irrationally? I, it was because it was awful. Yeah, whatever. Did we get um, <laughs> Six Ways to Sunday? Six Ways. Did to we Sunday. get Natural Born Six Killers? Six Ways to Sunday. That's what it was. That movie was terrible. Yeah. Well, but Brody was kind of funny in that one. Yeah, yeah Brody that. was kind of funny, but then Norman Reedus fucked his mom. I don't even remember Brody's character in that. Yeah, he was the like the he looked he dressed like Ali G. I can't believe. He oh fucked yeah. His mom. Oh yeah, he was pretty funny in that. All right. Do we have a favorite scene? In this movie? that Well, that tops are I, the car chase scene from King of the Hill the or only, the football scene. The only thing I think, and it's just for, like, uh, goofiness's sake, is the, the shoveling scene in this one. It's probably up there in the pantheon of, of, like, hilarious, unintentionally hilarious scenes. Yeah. Even that one, though, I think that... I agree. That was if there was one from this that I'd throw in, but I I, I still think that last time I committed to the one and last time I committed to is where he plays football was better than this one because that one was also more purposefully funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, I still King of the Hill chase scene um, where he's running is, is number one. I will say that the the <laughs> end of this top. movie when he's like in the coffin and he's like goading um, the Ooh, the cop yeah. into into burying him alive. I thought that was actually pretty good. Wait, that's what you just said, isn't it? Well, the I mean, the funny part about it is when he's shoveling initially, oh, he's like oh, opening yeah. up the coffin. But when he's actually in the coffin, I think that could actually be like a serious contender for. Well, yeah, because it's interesting because it's the first time where he's like not in charge of the situation. Because even when he's in police custody, he like he has his plan is in his back pocket. Mm-hmm. But here he is, he yeah. lost control of the situation. He's lost. He knows he's lost. Yeah, the tough thing with that scene for me is that it's just over-edited. Oh, so much. Which which hurts uh, kind of his ability to just, like, kind of build on what he's doing. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. I I was thinking that in the moment, but I I didn't think about it here. But I I agree wholeheartedly that the cutting was, like... Egregious. Yeah, obnoxiously (laughs) so. And I wonder how different... Yeah, there you go. I wonder how different that scene would be if there were very few cuts in that, where it was, if it was just Brody just repeating that line, how different would that have played out? Like, cause it, you know, like the cutting is, I think intended to, you know, provide some type of tension or like, you need the yeah. cutting. You, you need some sort of cutting just that, to see her face as well. Cause it would have just been like Brody. It would have been like confusing just on Brody the whole time. You need to see her side of it. Just less so. Yeah, I mean, like, it was it was a <laughs> bit aggressive with the editing, obviously, but you just, like, at least need to see her face. 
They should have just had a cut to the dog going like, <laughs> <laughs> that same shot that they used earlier of him getting the head scratch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or just like maybe not even see her face, but like another angle, like from the, maybe from the, yeah. Uh, yeah. The woman who was just rescued. Yeah. I, Something I, else. But, yeah. it, you know, I do agree. It's definitely a bit of aggressive with the editing. Definitely took away from the scene. It's the director editor's uh, prerogative to, to do what they will. I mean, yeah. To be fair, they did it wrong, but no, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to say, um, I don't know. King, King of the Hill running football and, and that scene are all, are all up there. I don't know if I can place one over the other at this point. It's hard. We have, yeah. I think we have like quite a bit of, of inventory as far as like great scenes are concerned yeah. to, to choose every week. Yeah. Um, I know we kind of touched about upon this before, but just his, his overall path as an actor at this point in his life i think he's doing great great he just came off you know that independent movie restaurant where he and that spirit was award nominated. Right? did he win or was he nominated nominated just nominated for a spirit award and now he's got this starring role you know we don't know how many people actually saw this movie because it only <laughs> very few three thousand dollars <laughs> but you know, he he killed it here yeah, this, this was really great. I feel like this was a fucking banger. Mm-hmm. Like he, this is a big step, I think, forward. It, it shows that he can play evil too, not just good. Maybe this, maybe this movie was like the Game of Thrones of its time, where everybody's just pirating it, and like that's maybe. why it didn't make any money. Yeah, it was Kazaa. It would have really, been yeah. like <laughs> <right>. <laughs> LimeWire. I think that's what we have to assume for sure. Right. Nineteen ninety nine was that about when LimeWire was around? No. Yeah, I think it was. When that did was that later. happen? I don't know. LimeWire was after Kazaa, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I feel like Kazaa, I definitely... My neighbor had Kazaa. I didn't have the internet until we were probably, like, 14. (laughs) So, well. Uh, Greg, you want to go into a quote? Yes, I got a few today. There's a a bunch of good stuff, and they're all from amateur critics. So I'm trying to figure out the best way to organize these, but, you know, I'm doing my best here. Um, From (laughs) jackasscritics.com. Uh, Oxygen Review by Matt First. Who on, on Twitter, you can find him at, at JackassMatt. Um, so he says down here, uh, he says, Oxygen is amongst the latest batch of ultra-low-priced DVDs. I picked mine up at a local superstore for less than $6, oh. and you can buy it online retailer for about $6 shipped. Despite the low price, it is a surprisingly feature-filled quality release. So that's it. Okay. I just want to say that. And then yes. he says... Agreed. Uh, skipping down a little bit. Adrian Brody as Harry. Well, he's done better, but how much of it is his fault? In a crime flick like this, it's reasonable to leave the background details of a character out of the flick, but in place of that information, you're going to have to step up the characterization to make up for that void. Sadly, I think this is the missing element of the film. So he wasn't he wasn't especially impressed by uh, Brody's performance in this one. Hmm. Um, disagree. I disagree as well. Now, this person who I think we're really going to dislike this person. <laughs> Is it Adrian Brody sucks at AdrianBrodySucks.net? No. <laughs> she posted this seven years ago and she goes by the name Jenny, Jenny cake pants. <laughs> and uh, on the Ugh. opinionated misfits WordPress site, she does apparently instant watch reviews. So she, I guess this is when Netflix was called instant watch, I believe. Oh, um, okay. it's back in the day. So she has a bunch of reviews in here. Oxygen is thrown in here. Here's what she has to say. Adrian Brody is usually a warning sign on instant watch, and I don't exactly break for Mora frowns a lot tyranny, but I will pop a Yui for Terry Kinney. 
<laughs> which is sometimes not good for me. Again, just a reminder, Terry Kenny is the husband who has the broken leg who is in Oz. For that guy? Yeah. That guy was lame. She could pop a Yui for him. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Up to the imagination. Terry Terry kick pants. Just <laughs> using some strange terms here. I don't think I can be bothered to give this review a full coherent sentence. Gross, silly, boring, made less sense than The Jacket, which again is another Adrian Brody movie, oh. which we'll get to later, and was half as charming. Remember that shot in The Firm where Terry Kinney is all grief-stricken and glassy-eyed, sitting on his well-manicured lawn in a chair, his legs crossed in a neatly pressed pants, no. letting the sprinkler just oscillate all over his feet every few seconds? Do that instead of watching this movie. Um, nobody remembers that. Terry Terry Cake Pants. I've seen The Firm, and I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> she's, she's out of control. Now, we're going to end on fanpop.com, review by Vintage Smile, last one. This we're going to pop a Yui <laughs> to this next review. It says posted over a year ago. I don't know if that means it was a little over a year ago, or if or it's just <laughs> if it's anything years ago. from today to a year ago and then <laughs> over a year ago. 2002. And Vintage Smile begins this very short review. It says, Adrian Brody is a villain. After finding my recent discovery of a gem of a film called Oxygen, he plays a psycho who names himself after his idol, Harry Houdini. With his quick wittiness and sarcastic comments, he manages to pull off a very convincing, brainy villain. Most of the film is clever dialogue between him and Detective Madeline Foster, also slightly messed up. The chemistry is unreal. With his sadistic remarks and her angry comebacks, it is highly enjoyable and very recommended. Well, Ooh. so we're kind of straddling the line between Terry Terry kick pants and whatever the fuck this Yeah, was. it's a very yeah. divisive. It seems to be very divisive. Yeah. From from these three internet commenters, <laughs> I, there were, I did find two reviews from uh, LA Times and New York Times, uh, but they, they didn't mention Brody's performance specifically. But these people had, uh, they wanted to talk about Brody. And they, they recognized that this was out of character for yeah. him. Some of them liked yeah. it, some of them didn't. But it is it is unique in his filmography, which we also obviously realized yeah, identified. I think that that's good. Even I mean, like the fact that it's drawing reactions, regardless of you know, I mean, like they're not all going to be positive. But the fact that like people want to comment on it, I mm -hmm. think, is a good thing. Yes, because that means you've made an impact, whether you know, in one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Agreed. That's it. Great quotes, Greg. Uh, awesome. So uh, moving on to actually before. I want to talk about next week's movie. Um, I just noticed, I should have checked for this earlier, but we successfully removed Natural Born Killers from Brody's IMDb page. And Wikipedia. Oh. Yeah, Wikipedia we did a we did a while ago, but then I applied for the, the IMDb one as well, and I hadn't actually followed up to see if it went through, and it did. Did someone from IMDb, like customer support, get back to you saying yeah. like, no. thank you for rectifying this blaze or brazen error? Yeah. Nope. But yeah, uh, so on Wikipedia, we just deleted it. I think on IMDb, Goldberg, you had to... Yeah, I had to write, write like a... Well, it wasn't approved at first, so yeah. I had to like write a little paragraph why. You had to make a case. Yeah. yeah. Well, good for you, oh, dude. You, I made my case. You argued successfully against the giant machine that is IMDb. You're welcome, Adrian. Yeah, you can stop by the podcast anytime to thank us. We're here yeah. for you. Uh, so next week's movie, moving on, <laughs> talking about movies Brody's actually in, is Liberty Heights. Liberty Heights. 1999. You got any information about it? Yeah. He plays a character called Van Kurtzman. Like, um, that's his last name, or his first name is Van? And his first, last name's name's first name Van, last name Kurtzman. Hmm. Huh. Um, it's supposed to be 7.1 out of 10 stars on IMDb. Where's, it, where's the set? Where's it setting? Uh, I think he's, well, he plays a Jew in it, I believe. 
Oh, where is it said? Um, I, Baltimore. 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 Uh, in 1954 and 1955. Oh. Oh, he's playing a 50s kid. Yeah. A Jew in the 50s? That might be tough. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like his character is going to be very similar to that King of the Hill. Uh, oh, you think so? Uh, like you think? 30s character. Was he, was he Jewish in King of the Hill? No. Mm, I mean, I don't. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't remember so. anyway. Well, well, we'll find out. Uh, this one, this one is available on Amazon. Yay! Oh, sweet. The streaming. Uh, I don't, I don't know if we can, like, stream it for free. Oh, we have to rent but it. We might have, I think we'll have to rent it. But but I'll it's available. I'll do a little to, bit. Yes, yeah. it's available via streaming. This on is Amazon. good. Wonderful. Thanks, Liberty Heights. Um, <laughs> yes, I think that about wraps it up. Right? Anything else to add? I don't know. I don't think so. We love you. Thanks for listening. Support your local library. Yeah.